Here we are again at another Conspire Theory podcast. We're going to be discussing the Sutherland Springs shooting. So this is basically violence. We're going to be discussing lots of violence. And then we're going to get into more of the uh, sex allegations as we did in our rape episode. As we said at the end of the episode, whatever was happening, it's not over yet. And there is still more to come. So this episode is going to be packed with sex and violence. So here we have... Yay! Yeah, me... Magazine Clip Chris and Reload Rob. We're going to be discussing gun violence right now. And Rob, you, why don't you just say hi to the kids again? Reintroduce yourself. Hey kids, how you doing? Probably know me from the, the full rape episode. And today we're going to discuss, as Chris said, some violence and some rape. Get any further. Breaking news today. The wonderful, enlightened, open-minded, you know, inclusive, amazing, unifier, Jesse Jackson. He, is suffering from Parkinson's disease. The, the remaining years of his life, he's going to degrade and he's going to suffer. I, I hope he's around for at least another two decades because I want to see him wither away to fucking nothing. So, Jesse Jackson, before you go to hell, I'd like to see you suffer like you're in hell on this plane. So, um, I'm so happy that you have Parkinson's disease. Go Parkinson's. Thank you. Yeah, go Parkinson's. <laughs> Now, what kind of what kind of Parkinson's does he have? Is it like is it the kind like he has sickle cell Parkinson's? <laughs> so, uh, that doesn't sound right. Is it the kind like Michael J. Fox has, where he's just shaky, or well, I mean, Michael J. Fox shakes or, or just a little shaky because he's on tons of of uh, fucking medication or whatever. Michael J. Fox also suffers from Parkinson's. I like uh, Parkinson's. I like Michael J. Fox, but I don't like Jesse Jackson. I don't. I, I just don't like racist, race baiting hustlers who do nothing for their communities but enrich themselves and divide everyone else. And they're and... just racist piece of shit and you know don't pay their taxes uh, either no that's that's right for now oh, okay. he has a tax debt of or last i checked it was i think reported in the new york times that he had a, a debt of like four million dollars but yet at the time barack obama kept inviting him to the white house that would have been the most easy arrest if i was late with my fucking tax bill which is not even close to four million dollars I'd, I'd be thrown in jail yeah. But at this point, if I had evaded taxes like Al Sharpton did, but because he was a buddy with uh, Barack Obama, he stays out. And Obama's a fucking scumbag, dude, so fuck them both. Fuck all three of them, because they're all fucking racist assholes. Yeah, also, hey. also, you know, that's how they got Al Capone, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but that was... That, that's how you arrest WAPs. That, that, that's a good tactic for, for WAPs, not uh, not the Nick Nugs, So <laughs> uh... <laughs> Whatever, if I say WAP, then you say Nick Nug, if not, you know, the full nigger, so. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to go full nigger. Oh, oh, wait, that reminds me. Uh, yeah, that reminds me. So, okay, warning. I gotta put a warning episode. We're going, <laughs> we're going to have offensive content on this episode. We're going to use nasty words. We're going to cuss. We're going to talk shit. It's all fun and games and stuff, you know, except for the stuff that we're serious about. We may joke about stuff, but if it actually happened, then where's the joke? Is it really us making fun of it, or is the fact that it actually happened in this society, which is really sad and in itself an even a harsher joke. So again, I can't be racist towards Barack Obama, by the way, because he's half white. Yeah, only racist towards his white side. Okay, all right. Last month, about thirty miles east of San Antonio, which is where I live, we had the Sutherland Springs church shooting. It was basically, I'd have to say, about twenty-six people were killed, twenty others were injured. There was this guy who was kind of a big piece of shit, Devin Patrick Kelly. Yeah, he died November fifth, okay. New Berlin, Texas. Oh, poor guy. And apparently, he was a security guard. Fuck that cracker. And, well, the thing is, is that when this came out, there was a lot of, we need stricter gun control because of that last 
mass shooting up in Las Vegas, and there was a lot of conspiracy talk about the Las Vegas shooting, primarily because how much ineptness was happening around it, that this guy was able to haul up a bunch of guns into the hotel room. By itself really isn't a crime, but of course knocking out the windows, which it took a lot of work to knock out those windows, and then fire and shoot onto a bunch of people, and they have no surveillance of him going in there, so that way they could tell, like, oh, was, was he alone? Did he have an accomplice? This or that, the other thing. This one, however, the Sutherland ones, I wanted to touch on it specifically. Well, people say, we need stricter gun laws. We need stricter gun laws. And I'm saying, well, no, do we really need that? Or do we just need to enforce the laws that we have? Apparently, this guy, Devin, Devin Kelly, he was bullied in his youth, I guess, grew up with this sort of complex of, I can't be a badass. You know, if you just look at his picture, he looks like a fucking cream puff. He looks like a guy that you'd see at Magic Gathering card game stuff. What it would pretty much do is he would, you know, go home... Sorry, I don't do that faggot shit, so... (laughs) But he would pretty much, you know, beat his wife, beat his kids. He actually got in trouble with the law, you know, several times for, you know, beating his wife, threatening her with a gun. He fractured the skull of his toddler's son. I believe it was his stepson. What the fuck, dude? You gotta... How... I don't see how you can... I guess this guy was trying to feel like a man, so he's like, oh, I'm gonna beat the fuck out of this kid. It's like, oh, come on, dude. So anyway, he went to... He heard a dog. Oh, piece of shit. I'm glad he's dead. Bring him back from hell just so I could fucking kill him myself again. Anyways, he purchased several firearms... And there was a, um, because of its history of domestic violence, there was actually, the Air Force had, what they had to do was they had a tag on him for background checks. And what they didn't do was put the, the Air Force, didn't, didn't send the info for the tag of the domestic violence. They didn't send it to the FBI so that the FBI could put him on the watch list. So that way, when he applied for a gun, that way he could be denied immediately because they have background checks. Whenever you purchase a gun in Texas, you have to go through the background check. You have to have a license even to carry in public. Well, that's, that's any state. Yeah, pretty much. There was laws what, in what's place. What's interesting about this one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were already laws in place. I was going to say, too. what's interesting about yeah. this. I paused, so that, I paused so you could talk. Now you're talking during I'm talking. That, well, I, I there's too so much I, of a fucking, uh, like a gap, so I was like, okay, I'll just... <laughs> Alright, anyways. All so, I was gonna say is this, and I'll, I'll get it, I'll get it out, I'll get it out. So, with the, with the church thing, this is the second high profile church shooting, I, I only know of two now, where ineptitude directly caused the deaths of those people, or at least how it happened. Yeah, government ineptitude. Of, you know, as you were explaining, uh, the Air Force fucked up. And then with Dylan Roof, who shot up those nine people in the, you know, historically black church or whatever it is in, mm-hmm. uh, was it North Carolina? There was some sort of screw up. He was not supposed to be able to purchase uh, any sort of weaponry either. And, uh, because they fucked that up, uh, he was able to obtain weapons and shoot the church up. And now I think he's going, he's got the, the death penalty and I fully support his death because he's a fucking racist scumbag too. But, uh, other people claim though, and they're probably right, that had this guy, the most recent church shooting in Dylan Roof, you know, had they been denied, they probably would have found a way, which is probably right. They're fucking psychopaths. Well, I mean, all of the all of the That's shootings in Chicago and Detroit, those people find a way. So if they can find a way, then 
certainly he can find a way. So the people that are just filing for like, oh, we need more laws, we need more laws. Yeah, like I said earlier, we need to enforce the laws that we already have. Sometimes they don't even work. People go around them. I think there was this old saying like, if you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns, which seems to be the way of life up in Chicago because they have the yeah. some of the strictest gun laws on the books, and yet they're the highest gun violence capital or one of the high shootings usually happen in Chicago. And, you know, that's that's a crock I think per capita. Yeah, the cap and people are getting their asses capped per capita. I haven't read the latest FBI statistics. I think they go up there. They, they cover 2016 now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the data now, you can, there's all sorts of ways to play, have, you know, play with data and have fun with data. When CNN was doing, you know, and CNN has an agenda. Uh, when they were doing their gun violence specials and everything else, I don't know, a year ago or something, they were showing an incredibly high number of death, uh, gun deaths per year. And I didn't quite understand it first. It was much higher than as recorded in like the FBI statistics and everything, like by, you know, a factor of like three or four. Uh, so say there were 10,000 murders one person killing another, the CNN numbers were like 30,000 or 40,000 or something like that. And what they were doing was lumping in suicides. Now that's when we're talking that that muddies the waters and obviously helps their agenda, but it actually doesn't get to the, to the point of the debate. One, you know, the, the, when people yell and scream that we need gun laws, they're, you're dealing with someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. There are plenty of gun laws. Gun laws are pretty amazing because they, depending on the, like they change, there's fluidity in the, the gun laws depending upon the territory that you're in. They change, they, they can change in the same state. There's different, there are different sets of laws for New York State versus New York City, for instance. And really, I've heard the statistic, or, 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 or some pundit said it or something, uh, that if you actually take out, if you take out minority gun violence, which is mostly, uh, via illegal handguns, our, uh, gun violence in America as a whole is pretty much on par, or very close, uh, to gun violence in countries where gun ownership is outlawed completely. There are a multitude of, of issues surrounding gun violence, and the, the problem is that people aren't acknowledging reality. People aren't acknowledging the facts, and they're using agendas to, I don't know, get reelected or to get more viewers or anything like that. No, of course, you of know, course, because black lives it, matter. Well, if they did, you'd round up thousands of blacks, uh, mostly blacks, but certainly Hispanics too, and you throw them in fucking jail because it disproportionate. Basically, adult black men, year in year out, responsible for like fifty percent of the murders in our country, and a lot of it uh, has a lot of those murders are perpetrated with illegal handguns, gun or gang violence, and shit like that. So, if black lives really matter. You know, you want to do something about the illegal guns and the gang violence and that would mean throwing a lot of a lot more black and brown people into jails and the optics of that is something that a lot of politicians couldn't overcome big city mayors are typically democratic and they're not going to fuck blacks or in terms of a voting block you know remember during trump's election you had that fucking moron uh van jones cnn he was just losing his shit, and he said it was a white lash, and that you know white people voting together for Trump was was racially motivated, mm, something like that. Black people vote for Democrats, at least in presidential elections, usually typically over ninety percent. So if you use his logic, black people are racist. You've just proven that they're racially motivated and they're racist. And actually, if you look at the drop off in uh, black voter turnout from two thousand eight 
2012 to 2016. It's pretty significant. Why is that? Because they were voting for a black guy. And there were white people and others who went out and voted against the black guy. Or the guy who looked black because he was half white too. But we haven't done to me because fucking there, there's an agenda. They both sides have been on this. But one is, is more fact-based versus the other. And usually it's these leftists and liberals who don't know what they're fucking talking about when it comes to guns. Should, why should anybody work? You know, own a gun and all the other crap. And it's just like, why shouldn't they? When you, when you actually look at crime rates for legal gun owners, it's tiny. It's minuscule. So what would, what, what would be introducing more laws, more stress and more strain for a group of people who are by and large law abiding? That would, it would solve nothing. Taking away, first of all, an AR-15, AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. I forget what it stands for, but it's not assault rifle. An AR-15 looks like a military weapon, but it functions the same as a fucking, as a hunting rifle. Uh, when you look at statistically what guns are used in crimes, the type of violence that we want to purge the country, it's illegal handguns. So banning AR-15s would do very little, um, in terms of changing anything. And then you, and so if that's the case, and there are smart people all around, you know, Democrats and Republicans are, they, they, they might seem inept, but there's, there's still a lot of smart people who, who work for the, them, and a lot of them are savvy. I mean, you, you have to be a survivor and you have to be smart to be relevant in Washington for 30 years, and a lot of these motherfuckers are. So really, what, and that's what puzzles me. It's like, what is the true agenda besides gun grab? I mean, Barack Obama apparently, especially in his in his youth, stated that he doesn't feel that the population should own guns. If you look at his his actions and look at things that, especially his rhetoric in two thousand eight, their Bibles and their guns or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and also as oh, their God and their guns. Yeah, the agenda really it isn't about respecting the Second Amendment or modifying things so that we're safer. It's about Taking guns away from the populace. And, yeah. you know, the Second Amendment isn't there for duck hunting. It isn't uh, there for skeet shooting. It's for, uh, you know, it's for defense against, uh, you know, a regime that might go tyrannical. It's yeah. it's about giving, keeping some power uh, with people. Uh, are gun owners, you know, NRA members able to go toe-to-toe with our military? Absolutely not. But maybe there are other ways that we can resist, uh, you know, tyranny. So I, I don't know why anybody would want to take away their rights. They can, you know, I'm fine for smart gun regulations, but the bump stock thing that happened, you know, that, that guy used in, uh, that insane cunt used in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine with, with banning those because it circumvents the system. But really, you have to, in this debate, it's not about better laws or anything like that. It's about their group of people who, who don't feel as though that, that we should own guns, you know, that, or have the, the right to own and bear, and bear arms. And uh, th- that's really what it comes down to. Because if you look at the facts, almost every argument that they put forth can be answered and clarified in two seconds. They, they have nothing other than, I don't want you to own a gun. I don't like it. That's yeah, really and, and some of the arguments to. are pretty asinine. Like, well, the Second Amendment was, was only meant for muskets. So I'm like, shut the fuck up. Well, okay. Yeah. Actually, okay. So, so fourth, so Second Amendment was only used for muskets. What was a musket back then? A musket was a military grade weapon. We don't let the population own military grade weapons, or at least you know automatic weapons. But that's what a musket was. And the founding fathers also understood 
about the progression of technology. They saw it in their lifetime. So that's it's a fucking bullshit argument. But go on, I'm sorry. I got a black friend, like one of three that I have. Mostly just keep keep them around, you know, just so I can say, yes, I have a black friend. But anyway, so he, after okay. after one of these, these shootings, he'll always joke, you know, like, oh, you white people are crazy. You white people are shooting up stuff. Look at how crazy you white people are. You're dangerous. You're dangerous. And I'm I'm holding my tongue, and I want so much to just come up to him and say, you know, it's like, hey, man, we have to catch up by leaps and bounds just to catch up with you guys. Well, I would, I mean, it sounds like he's joking and everything else like that, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But again, when you when you think that three percent of the population that's adult black males are pretty much responsible responsible for give or take fifty percent of the murders each year, I would say that that is cause for concern. You know, again, you look at the FBI statistics. And what's interesting, like, you know, sometimes they will attach motives. It's interesting with, you know, and this is, this could be for a different episode, but a lot of the black on other race crime, like black on white crime, what's so scary about that is not only that it's, it's pretty high in terms of proportion, there's an, what's associated with a lot of black on white crime is that there's a disgusting, pernicious, random element to it. So like if you look at white crime, like white on white, a lot of times, there'll be some sort of personal connection or some sort of motivation. But black on white crime in many cases. Wrong place, wrong time. What's that? You're just at the wrong place. Well, not place, just wrong, wrong but not not just wrong place, wrong time, but it's Jess. Sorry, my my pit bull just decided to fucking sit down right on top of it. Is that um, is that a legal dog breed? Aren't dog breeds yeah, uh, that's another that's a topic for another show. Illegal dogs. Uh. He's not illegal here. But um <laughs> The, uh, the, the, that's, the, that's a scary thing. So, and we should get into it uh, on a different episode. The reason why your friend might think that or might not understand that, and I've talked to other people, is because if, if your only news source is CNN or New York Times, they do not fucking report on all the, the liberal white media has done all they can not to cover black violence, not to cover the fucking massacre that goes on every weekend in Chicago. What I was saying was there's this thing called the bigotry of law expectation. And basically, when it comes to black people, you know, these these street people versus these upper middle class white liberals in the media, they look at them and they say, you know what, they're animals. They're supposed to kill each other in the streets. But if you look at the raw numbers, you know, even on a, a regular weekend in uh, Chicago, it's a massacre. It could have been, you know, in terms of the numbers that they put up, it's like this church shoot every fucking weekend. It's a bigotry of low expectation. They expect black people are just going to kill each other in the streets, which they do. It's not news because they're just slaughtering each other all the time. But really, uh, you know, where's the fucking outrage with stuff like that? Yes, this church shooting is terrible. You know, this is happening in black communities every fucking weekend. Why isn't uh, anyone doing anything about it? Why why are people <laughs> defending the actions and defending it as culture or some fucking bullshit like that? Oh yeah. Uh, these yeah, the are questions old, I don't I don't know the answers to, but Yeah, the old uh, culture the argument, the old this is our culture type thing. I think Mike Vick tried to use that to defend his dog fighting. Yes, yeah. the serial killer Michael Vick. I mean, because so, just the gun violence. Yeah, no, uh, it's, yeah. It, it's it, it's interesting though the culture thing or the culture defense with black people. I've heard it more with black people. It's our culture. It's a cultural thing. But you know what? In in Hollywood, rape and sexual assault and quid pro quo exchanges, you know, sex for power. That's part of the culture. Why isn't that acceptable? Yeah. If, if culture is a fucking excuse, I don't think it is. But just you know, there, there's a lack of consistency there. Yeah, and you know, I mean, just 
murder, straight up murder and shit like that. Don't give me that, that culture bullshit. Yeah, so here we are, like, starting a, a discussion it's, on gun it's, violence it's, and it ends up going into uh, race stuff. So should we get back, go back to Texas or you're, you're still there? No, I, yeah, I just wanted to bring up the, the gun issues and see how, you know, the gun argument, that there really is no argument. I understand some people seem to have this sort of make-believe, pretend solution that we can somehow magically get rid of all the guns by passing a, a law or something. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. You know, whenever I see people make that argument, I'm like, you're so full of shit. Well, you're at it. You know, let's just make cancer illegal. And that way people, you know, just stop getting cancer. That's pretty much what you're saying when you say, you know, just stop using guns. As far as the gun thing, the cat is out of the bag. We cannot put the cat back in the bag unless it's by violating everybody's rights, like, extensively. And there's going to be such outrage if that happens, because once it does happen, then it's like, well, taking people's right to this was so easy. You know what else is dangerous? Freedom of speech. Let's take that away, too. You know, whatever else that you can think of, let's not make people drive cars anymore. This is an extreme example, but, you know, it's just absurdity of the, you know, let's just make all the guns disappear argument that really isn't an argument at all. Well, one one solution, to, at least at some of these these mass shootings at schools and everything, they've suggested arming armed guards and shit like that. You know, in a lot of these shootings, guess how the shooting ends? Force is met by force, and this is another example. You had a you had a citizen who had a gun, and who was trained, and yeah, took the, this guy uh, out. NRA instructor, yeah. Yeah. By the way, you have Time Magazine celebrating that fucking moron Colin Kaepernick as a citizen of the year. Colin Kaepernick has done nothing. He's another fuck he's talking about. You know, what? again, we, when you talk about, and this could be a, uh, certainly, uh, like, you know, he's talking about police brutality. He doesn't know if he wants to praise uh, Castro when he died. When they asked him, what, why would you praise such a brutal fucking murderer? He was like, oh, uh, they're not as much people in, in prison and he good, had good uh, uh, education. There are not a lot of people in prison in Cuba, or not as many here. Uh, first of all, in raw numbers, there's way more people here. But he also killed a bunch of fucking, a lot of his, uh, you know, uh, political adversaries. Colin Kaepernick is a fucking moron. The guy who fucking, I couldn't even tell you the guy's name, uh, that old white guy from Texas who, who, who went out in his bare feet and fucking shot, you know, went up against this guy, uh, and, and, and took him out, shot him, and then fucking, uh, proceeded to chase him in a car. That's a hero. That is a, a citizen that we should be celebrating. Not some fucking moron who smashes his head for a living and then tries to get political and has no idea what he's talking about. So, um, so it's just, it's just disgusting all around. Yeah. But really, you know, force meeting force. If you look at it, you look at Sandy Hook. Why did that stop? The cops showed up. You look at so many of these things. Uh, it, it, these people are stopped with force. So the problem is we have rogues who are coming out uh, in unprotected soft areas, go, going after soft targets, and uh, and shooting. So we need to instead of in, instead of acknowledging the problem, like truly acknowledging the problem and putting people in place who could stop it, uh, we're not for some reason. But that's that is the answer uh, to at least minimize this problem. And again, why it doesn't happen is beyond me. Uh, but that's what it, you know, it should, if, if we're truly concerned about stopping some of this stuff, we need to shore up soft targets. You know, when, when there are gun-free zones, uh, guess what? 
Yeah, that's, that's how the shootings happen first. So it's amazing to me that we, we have solutions. We have proof of concept, uh, you know, in this shooting and others that force met with force. These guys crumble and, and the, uh, and the event is over. Why we don't do that is beyond me. Uh, I'm not in charge. Obviously people really wanted to, to address these problems. There are common sense ways to do so. Answer is never to take away our rights. There are plenty of countries where you can go. If you don't like uh, living in a country where people own guns, there are so many other countries, other industrialized countries where you can go and, uh, and live. So go. Don't take away my fucking rights. As you were saying before, you know, what are they going to do next? Take away uh, First Amendment rights. They've been trying to do that. There are plenty of leftists, these Antifa supporters and shit. I, uh, a friend of mine said that, you know, uh, told me a month or two ago, I'm no longer friends with them, that, uh, you know, people who support the, the First Amendment as it is should be killed. I said, I support it. Do you want me to kill you? No. Uh, well, you're, you're my friend. I'd, I'd spare you. And I said, go fuck yourself. So. <laughs> yeah, you're special. We, we uh, <laughs> people don't understand how special this country is. It's the first country founded on an idea. Not an identity, not an ethnic group, but an idea. Do not take away the rights. Do not take away, do not so quickly throw away the rights that so many people have fought for and died for. I mean, you're, you're, you're moronic. You're un-American. And that's the bottom line. You want to, you want to take away our fucking rights. You are un-American. That's it. And go, go someplace else. Go to fucking Canada. I, I think we're not a bunch of celebrities supposed to move to Canada anyway. Yeah. So yeah before they, they, uh, Started this bitch fit. Yeah, when Trump Trump. won, a bunch of people promised that they would move, but of course, you know, they didn't. They didn't keep their promises. Why there weren't at anything? (laughs) Because they're celebrities. Kevin Spacey should have moved. He'd have probably still been able to work. I mean, look at Roman Polanski. He he only fucked a 13 year old girl up the shitter after he had drugged her, and uh, he gets standing ovations from these fucking animals. So that's awesome. Yeah, should have used the Jello pudding pop like uh, good old Bill Cosby is. Yeah, it wasn't chocolate when he started. No, but it's it's a nice nice fudge strike when you finish. Yeah, that was our obligatory obligatory rape joke, there, folks. Yay! Yay, rape! Already the comedian Artie Lang, who I, I he, he has a podcast with Anthony Cumia. Being an Anthony show, and uh, he has a joke about Cosby. Why does Bill Cosby have a lazy eye? You'll say why. Why? Bill Bill Cosby has a, a lazy eye because you need to keep lookout while you're raping. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, let's go ahead and just take a break right now. And then when we come back, we'll come back with, we'll come back full rape because we got a rape update. Okay, we're back in the bank kit, and this is the rape Yay. hour. Rejoice. The season of rape is upon us. And here we are, your hosts once again, Non-Consent Chris and uh, Rufy Rob. Raping Rob. That was too Rufy easy. Rob. I wanted to be creative. Anyways, there's a lot of sexual allegations uh, happening. So many sexual allegations happening. And so many bigger names being pulled into it. And some of them, I'm actually kind of surprised by a few of them. And some are kind of questionable, and others are kind of, oh boy, I saw that coming. Okay, so let's throw a dart at a board. We got three names. We got Sylvester Stallone, Al Franken, Roy Moore, Louis C.K. Which one do you want to start with first? 
Uh, I think we should probably start maybe uh, build up a little bit because Stallone, there really isn't much there. Yeah, he's just accused, and that's basically the, the entire story. Mean. Okay, so our Stallone yeah, is just yeah. our appetizer. Yeah, basically with Stallone, though, he was accused. He, he was accused. The way it goes is that he, this woman claims that 1986, she was 16. He was older than 16, that he went to, or she went to his hotel room. It was consensual. He fucked her, and then bodyguard. For some reason, he wanted to do a threesome with his bodyguard, and she wasn't completely cool with that. And uh, yeah, that's totally not the gay. bodyguard was killed. Not gay at all. It's, it's not gay. No, no, not gay. And, I mean, why, uh, why the not? bodyguard was killed by police. Oh shit! Okay, that is kind of gay. Being killed by the cops. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're Stallone's bodyguard. What, yeah. what, I mean, you know, with how beefy Stallone is, like, why would that guy even need a bodyguard? But then I can understand it protects his pretty face. Hey, yo, who's going to do Stallone's also rape? like, hey, yo, I'm going to rape you now. Come here. <laughs> I'm going to rape your mouth. Come here. Hey, yo, yo, hey, uh, hey, bitch, why don't you hold the camera while the bodyguard puts it in me? Yo, because I'm tough. You put, how do you think my ass is so tight? He rams it into me. Yo, I hate guns. I mean, Stallone, speaking of guns, Stallone hates guns, and he hates Batman. He hates superheroes. and So that's why I kind of have like a little bit of pleasure, you know, hearing this allegation come against him. For me, it kind of feels a bit like karma. He blamed the Michael Keaton Batman for killing the action hero. It wasn't shitty acting. He described it as, you could simply tape your muscles on. You didn't have to work out. So, you know. Well, he wasn't working out either. He was like roiding up and getting a liposuction before and everything. I don't want anybody who's, you know, who's innocent to be accused. But uh, the, the only thing I, biggest impact Stallone has had on my life is that uh, I know that I'm not finished fucking a girl's ass or pussy until they look like Stallone's eyes at the end of Rocky 2. You know, uh. bloody and swollen. <laughs> So. <laughs> Have you seen The Expendables? That's my, I saw the first one, and it was a fucking bore. The other ones are horrific. His face is just so ugh, disgusting. He looks like it, it looks like he's wearing a mask of his face, of what his face used to look like. He has, he has tons of mascara on and makeup. His mouth moves, but like only like the corners of his mouth. And the rest of his face is like, oh, bro, it, it look, he looks like he got a face transplant. I mean, the guy is just, ugh. It, it's almost like a, like an, like a, a shot from a, like an old school anime where they only animate the fucking lips and everything else is just a drawing one, like still frame. Okay. Yeah, he looks like a cheap cartoon. But anyway, you know, yeah, again, don't want anyone innocent, you know, accused, but. If you are accused and you do get yourself allegations and you're famous and shit, we're going to make fun of you or I'm going to make fun of you, you know, because, hey, you know, I mean, because you can always cry into your millions of dollars and have tons of money. But until I have my own millions of dollars to cry into, then maybe I'll have some sympathy for you. But one day, one day, I'll have my yes. own millions to cry into. They'll have plenty of rape allegations coming after me. Which is why when yeah. I do have any sex, I got to make sure it's the kinkiest most fucked up kind of sex. So when people hear about it, when, you know, the accusations come out, people are going to be like, what? He did what with the horse and, and, the, and the trampoline? Jesus Christ. It's going to be so crazy. No one's going to believe it. Speaking of unbelievable, hey, would you just jerk off in front of some chick? What? I what? Would you jerk off, jerk in, front off of some... in front of a chick? Yeah, you know, just to do it. I mean, I, I have. 
I mean, I, I haven't just jerked off, but I mean, like, I've jerked off while, you know, in the act of, you know, fucking or something or jerking off into their mouth or whatever. Yeah. What, what about a, like a coworker? Would you jerk off in front of a coworker? I have fucked my colleagues before. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, that, that's something I <laughs> yes, won't I do. Would. I could never do a fucking colleague. Ugh. I'm not saying that the people that I work with are ugly. It's just, you know, on principle, I went through that. But anyways, anyways, yeah, just to loop things up, let's loop around to Mr. Lewis C.K., Mr. Mr. Grab Pants, Mr. Circle Jerk. The only circle is his belly because he just, he jerks off and then he jerks off on it. He basically, the allegations against him is that he's a sexual deviant. Not so much that he touched anyone or that he violated anyone. He's like, creepy he makes people feel uncomfortable when he gets off on getting off and getting off on people watching him get off yeah that's basically well well lucy k some of the allegations that we actually that one in the new york times that goes back into the 90s but of the of the women who were named in the new york time piece uh that yeah. took down lucy k i believe there were like six uh, of them it, it, there were five in total uh, one was off the record who worked on the Chris Rock show with him, apparently. The other ones were on record, including a comedy duo uh, from 2002 in, I think it was 2002, in Aspen in a hotel room. And he said, like, hey, uh, can I jerk off in front of you? And apparently, like, got totally naked and jerked off and came on his fat stomach. I instantly remembered something he said a few months ago or maybe in the past year. He called Donald Trump a lying sack of shit mm-hmm. and Louis C.K. himself has proven that he's a lying sack of shit. He lied for 15 years about this this shit. He's a liar. He's funny. I think he's fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, I, I, I love um, his comedy. It's fantastic. I love, you know, he makes, he's a great writer. He's a brilliant man. That doesn't mean, you know, that he can, like, whack off in front of whoever he wants to. Well, if he was as brilliant, he'd figure out a way how to do it without them freaking out on him and then tattletailing on him. It's, it's called consent. Yeah. Or by process, one of those. But uh, the, my problem with, with Louis, he was getting to a point where he was coming out and making statements that weren't funny. And it's just like, you're, you're a comedian. Just say funny things. I don't give a fuck about where you stand politically or anything else. Just, just your main utility for the masses is to be funny. Just be funny. What he did, not just the jerking off, but how he absolutely, via his manager, had these women shut the fuck up. You know, the manager claimed, oh, no, no, it wasn't supposed to be taken as a threat. It was absolutely a threat. And even, you know, he might have made the threat. So Louis is as funny and talented as he is. He's a scumbag. He's a fucking monster. He, he is the sanctimonious bullshit that he'd spew. Uh, turns out him uh, and a lot of his comedian buddies. John Stewart is another one who's come out recently. I had no idea. We have him on tape. You know, somebody confronted him about it like a year ago. So he's, he's at least known for, for a year and he probably more than likely knew before that, knew of the rumors. And he never confronted his friend in, in 2015, a reporter, uh, you know, again, a left leaning reporter asked Aziz Ansari about it and he apparently just clammed up and wouldn't answer the questions and his demeanor and everything else just changed. So he knew about this stuff and he did nothing. Another sanctimonious motherfucker who would say to us, you can't say nigger in a joke. You can't say wop. You can't say retard or faggot or something like that. Okay, you want to have that conversation? That's fine. As an artist, I feel like artists should do whatever they need to do to carry out their art. But uh, 
Well, I mean, it's it's not up to you how someone else performs their art as an artist himself. That's not up to him how someone else does their job. If someone does a piss poor job, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's on them. But it's not up. I mean, unless he's paying them, unless they're on his payroll, only then can he say, like, I'd be glad to not say nigger if Azari pays me not to say it. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll not say it if 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 he's bankrolling me. But if he's not, shut the fuck up, you doom coon. Well, well, he was, uh, part of it is that they think that they're better than us. They think that they have better moral status and standing in the world. Really, what this is exposed throughout the arts is that, that that's not the case. You know, Ben Affleck today said, you know, I knew Harvey was a monster, but I, yeah, I had to deal with him anyway. So he knew too, beyond the shit that he's done, because remember, he feigned outrage at first. They all knew. An honest person, and I, I've worked in media, worked in entertainment, and yes, these people are all around, and you have to protect yourself, and you have to make a choice. What's important? And to me, what was most important was advancing my career. I never heard of anyone I worked with directly doing shit like that. Actually, no, that's not true. There's one person, and and I left. They were indeed rumors. But there are plenty of scumbags in any industry you go into. I'm just not, I'm not white knighting, though. Louis C.K., Aziz Ansari, that's part of their persona. They're, they're not just funny, but they're moral. They stand up for what's right and all this other crap. I mean, we all knew it was, they were full of shit anyway, but this is just, this is proof, 100% conclusive. Amy Schumer knew these fucking rumors. So many of them did. They all, they have no leg to stand on. When they, when they criticize Trump for a fucking stupid tweet or something like that. And I brought up Trump a lot. I'm not a Trump defender. That, that he has been a target. And sometimes it's justified and a lot of times it isn't. But, you know, Louis C.K. has nothing to say about Donald Trump. Cause Donald Trump didn't do any of this, this sort of thing. He was accused during the election. And those, those accusations quickly went away because those were political hit jobs. Those were, that was opportunism to take him down. The guy had been in the public eye for 40 fucking years. And not a peep of this shit because it didn't happen. Yeah, and, I kind of uh, feel like that that one guy, Roy Moore. I kind of feel like he's a political hit as look well. Look at that segue. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, because I I kind of want to you know stick a bit more on the Louis C.K. thing. Is that yeah he's he's a he's a huge creep. Uh, another thing is like also some of the people that he worked with. Like I remember I was listening to your boy uh, Artie Lang. You you sent me a clip one where he was being a complete douche on some show. The Buck Buck whatever it is show. I really have no idea who Artie Lang is. He looks to me like what would have happened if Jim Belushi hadn't died, died. On, on heroin. <laughs> That's how I can best describe him. But he, I was going through some of his sound bites and he was talking about Tig Navarro and Tig Navarro, yeah, yeah, Tig Navarro, and she was. I don't know if she said anything recently, but when the Lucy case thing came out, she clamped up. She was quiet. What Arlie Lang was saying about her was pretty much, he was trying to be nice, which was extremely difficult for him. It was extremely difficult him for, to be nice, but he was pretty much saying without saying, and I'm extremely paraphrasing here, is that if she didn't have the cancer thing going on, she wouldn't be as heavily as awarded or accoladed as she is. Lucy K was her producer. He put her to the front. I mean, for pretty much, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with her or she's a bad person, but I can understand someone in her position, like when this comes out, you got to clamp up because she really doesn't have much of a leg to stand on if anything happens to him because he produced her. You know, I mean, he, he put a lot of these people on pedestals, a lot of these people, he made them. So you can kind of understand why they're silent. Wait, wait a second, though. I I, I got to back up because uh, okay. with Tignataro, Tick, Tick yes, 
CK produced one of her albums, and some people think that was, you know, for, for Louie to get points. Yeah. But, uh, he, he was also producing, I think it was a show on Amazon. And last year she, she spoke up and said Louis should address these, these allegations when he was a fucking executive producer. Hmm. And his, his response was, uh, they're just rumors and I don't want to fuel it any more than I right. already have. All right. That, that's so new I, information to me. I, I, I don't know them. what, I mean, there might be more to the Tignataro thing. There might be other things that, that, you know, in the story, but in recent history, Tignataro's one of the only people who had the fucking balls ironically before all the before it became popular with that after weinstein to say that stuff so i i give tignataro props at least in the last year okay and then, a half then, or so. then she probably hasn't had to say anything because she already said it so when yeah. i when i got the impression i thought that maybe she was just clapping up staying quiet but if she had already made statements if she had already come out then the only thing that she can say then is you know i fucking told you you have to give tignataro the biggest credit in the world because right. not only did she come out not in this climate, but in the climate where Louis C.K. still had power and still was in deny or was denying publicly, he was the producer for her fucking show. His name is on; he's an executive producer for her show, and she had the balls again, ironically enough, uh, to come out and say, you know what, he should address these rumors. Yeah. So I give her. Actually, you know, I, I give her a lot of props for that. Okay, now, now that I know that, because I really didn't know that at first, but now that I know that, you know, I'll, I'll say this much. Good for her. Good on her. But I'll tell you this. I really don't think he ever masturbated in front of her. And I'll tell you why. No, I, 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 I cannot see myself maintaining an erection in front of her. <laughs> uh, I, I, so I, I hope she was safe. I, I hope she was safe from him. I, I don't believe that she was one of the accusers. I, I mean, I, or rather, I don't think he tried to soil her. Okay, but so yeah. so she was just charity to him. Yeah, yeah, just charity for him to. Yeah, hey, let me stand on your cancer, so that way I can look better. Let me use your cancer as a soapbox. I hope my daughters never get cancer. His <laughs> daughters that he talks about so much. Oh yeah. I wonder if he's jerked off in front of them. <laughs> hey, hey, come here. You want to see a uh, shameful cum on my stomach? Lick it off, daughter. I'll put it in my act. I really want to believe that Louis C.K., when he was jerking off, you know, in front of those women, he was thinking about his daughters. <laughs> I think that would be. <laughs> I think that would be a lot better. Yeah. If I, I, the thing I is, I don't know what the fuck he was them thinking. All off in front of you. I mean, I can understand exhibitionism to a degree. I can understand that. But if someone isn't into it, clearly isn't into it, and I can understand in some of the circumstances the people they were probably like, I don't, I'm not going to say goaded into it, but they were caught by surprise, thinking. Yeah, he's not going to really jerk off. He's not going to. Oh, he's whipping it out. Okay, he's not going to jerk. He's, oh my god, he's jerking it off. And there's kind of like you know stuck and like, oh my god, what the fuck do I do? You know, the train has already left the station, and I'm going to get railroaded if I if I just say whoa whoa whoa. I thought you were just fucking joking. So I can understand you know people coming out now in this climate because I guess it's for women, you know, safety in numbers. Because that's what I've noticed. All this stuff is coming out, and all these women are speaking out. And I do believe it's the whole safety in numbers thing. Five women go to the restroom. One, one comes out, they all come out. It's like a freaking floodgate. By, by the way, it's so hilarious, you know, thinking about the differences between men and women, especially with all this rape stuff. And, like, uh, one of Harvey Weinstein's accusers, the famous potted plant lady, apparently she's been telling that story for years, like a parties and shit and she's laughed her ass off the first time she cried or at least the first 
time that anyone knows that she cried about it was on television. How funny would it be if some chick, some fucking gross nothing, the female equivalent of Louis C.K., maybe it's Amy Schumer, just pulls up her disgusting fucking uh, dress and starts rubbing her cunt. I would sit there. I'd take a selfie with it. I'd be like, hey, look at that. That's an unfunny comedian rubbing her cunt. A cunt rubbing her cunt. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, guys are, are way different, you know, with, with this stuff. And, and by the way, some women are too. I don't know about you, but I've been groped before. I, I was totally cool with it. It's like, uh, do do it some more. I encourage it. You know, grab yeah, my I mean, dick I've, some more. Wrap it, wrap it like a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had my plentiful curves gently caressed by <laughs> Both men and women, and you know, not all of them were consensual. You know, it's like it, some of them creep me out. I'm like, hey, what the fuck? And some of them were like, you know, eh, okay. Women have that privilege; they they think that 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 it's okay to do, and largely they're right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like that whole nice guy syndrome, where a woman a woman has the choice on whether or not a guy speaking to her or trying to speak to her is either a nice guy or a creep. She's the one that makes that distinction. Maybe the guy who speaks to her like has to like, hey man, take a hint. I've reached the point now that you know when I'm talking to women. Uh, let me see how can I best break this. I try not to be creepy, and that's you know very hard because I'm a creepy looking guy. I get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I totally get that. But the thing is, if a, if a person I'm talking to clearly, I've learned to read the signs. Where if I'm talking to someone and I'm talking to a chick and she's clearly not interested in speaking to me, I just walk away and say, you know. Okay, if if I come off as rude, well, she wasn't fucking paying attention to anything I'm saying. You know, offended that I just walked away from her because then she loses power and authority over me by saying, you know, having the ability to call me a creep because I walked away. You know, well, fuck her. I mean, I I wouldn't. What, like, give me an example of how you're creepy. I know, look, like, visually, of course, but, but in terms of your game, how were you creepy before? Well... Uh, in my youth, I would I would write this up to being young and dumb. I would just walk up and talk to a girl and try to find out what she's interested in. And basically, I guess, play the game, so to speak, of just, you know, starting a conversation. And some women, they would kind of, they just nod their head and not really react. And, and what I wasn't picking up on is that, you know, they just weren't interested in speaking to me. And mm -hmm. later on, I learned to read the visual cues of, you know, okay, she's just, this person isn't engaging in me any. I'm going to end the conversation and walk on. Sometimes I'll just briefly introduce myself to, to a female that I don't know and just, hey, hey, how's it going? You know, blah, blah, blah. Obvious, you know, attempt at being friendly, you know. I'll see you around and then I'll walk away and then I'll leave it up to her if she wants to continue a conversation with me. Because there's like a lot of women where I've met before and then I've taken some time to get to warming up to them. And these are just people I'm talking to, not people I'm trying to fuck. Because I'll be honest, the people who I, the, the women that I actually engage in consensual sexual relations with, they come to me. I don't come to them. Or I'll just put this way. My game is so weak that I don't come to them. It's like <laughs> I, I let them make the decision that if they want to be with me. Because I, I put myself out there and I'll sort of like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm out here. I engage, you know, and like saying, hey, how's it going? Proper introduction casual conversation and then if it decides to go pursues any further they make the choice and when they do you know show an interest then hey i reciprocate and say hey you know let's take this a little bit further and and talk a bit more and, and get into it i try not to force myself onto people i'm not aggressive that's just not my thing that's just not how i work i mean i'm aggressive in other ways but i'm not aggressive like in courtships in courtship i'm not i've learned to stop trying so hard
and in not trying so hard, things have gotten so much easier for me in that aspect. You know what I've uh, trying to figure out? Uh, I haven't tested it out yet, but I think it's a genius idea. You go up to a girl in a social setting, and then you, you go to her, you say, Beatrice? Are you Beatrice 327? And they'll go like, what, huh? And they go, oh, I was... I'm here uh, for an internet date. You're, are you Beatrice? You look just like her. And then you start the conversation there. And then you, you lick her ass in the, the bathroom. That's no? a good that's a good icebreaker. Because <laughs> hey, in, this, in this day and age, why not? It, it'd probably work. And of course, the thing is, if she's not Beatrice, then she's the deceptive one. <laughs> it's her. Then she raped you. You can say that she raped you. If she is not Beatrice, you say, hey, I thought she was Beatrice. You know, what do you mean you're not Beatrice? I'm violated. And <laughs> you would be a rape victim, sir. You would be you know, a they, victim. They were trying to, like, outlaw that, that, like, if, if men misrepresent themselves in any way, they, they want to include that as assault or some bullshit. I, I, I'm not. Is that like, is that like, is that lumped in there with the fucking college rape scene or what? Uh, maybe. I don't know the college rape scene and that, that's so fucking ridiculous so if rape was that high that's like fucking the congo has a, a rape epidemic where it's that fucking high it's not and if even if it were if that were truly the case why would any parent send their daughter to fucking college yeah. take on, online courses because it's not happening Hmm. It's not happening. This whole shit that uh, Weinstein started, it's great that people are feeling more comfortable to speak out, but it's getting to – I was at the gym the other night, and they had panels, like television panels everywhere. And on CNN, one of the headlines was – I think it was about Roy Moore. Two women have come forward claiming that they received unwanted overtures from Roy Moore. So really, I can't – you can't even go up to a woman now <laughs> – and say, hey, I'd like to go out with you or something without, without you know, being without classified as assault. Yeah, without that being, yeah. and that's the thing too. I was listening to Darkness Radio, which is a paranormal podcast, and they had Brett Butler on. She's that, she used to play the, uh, she had a television show. Yeah, Grace, something. Grace, something, Saving Grace or, or, and she said, in all these things, there is a clear distinction between harassment and assault. It's not gray area. It's black and white. Harassment is one thing, assault is another thing. And that's what's happening here is people are trying to blur the line so that they can make something seem more nefarious than what it really is. And that's a load of crap. It also creates division and it lessens actual victims of assault and rape. It, yeah. It's crying, you're crying rape. That yeah, should be the name of the podcast, Crying Rape. Yeah. And, it's muddying and, the waters, so to speak. Yeah. And how, really, it's not as bad as being a rapist, but but it's maybe a notch or two above that. Not not much not much better. Yeah, you well, know, they, it, they, it You helped. are fucking, you are degrading women, or people in general. Actually, in terms of raw numbers, men are raped more in this country than women are. But, you know, you are taking something traumatic that some women have gone through, and you're claiming that the same has happened to you. And when we find out you're a fucking fraud, it makes everybody more skeptical. And people should, there's there's nothing wrong with a certain measure of uh, skepticism. Yeah. But there's uh, nothing it's wrong really with just you know, asking for evidence, you know. And in, when you muddy the waters like that, you just make it easier for real rapists to kind of get away with it. And you just make it like it's a more fertile environment for them to thrive in. And, and if you're really against rape and if you're really pro-woman and stuff, wouldn't be fucking doing that. You wouldn't be enabling the people that you claim to hate by claiming that people who are just, you know, maybe just a little bit stupid or just a little bit creepy that 
they're the actual bad guys when they're not. Yeah. Really, really fucking disgusting. Unfortunately, when you try to have conversations about it, people get very emotional. They go, well, you know, most rapes aren't reported. You have no idea if most rapes aren't reported. You, you can't know the, the amount of rapes that are. Yeah, I, I've had that thrown up at me, too. It's like, well, the unreported rapes, you have no numbers for that. Shut the fuck up. Because they're not reported. Yeah, why, what, what do you think unreported means? It's the same thing with fucking illegal aliens. Like, what do you, what the fuck do you think illegal means? This undocumented that, is bullshit. No, it's fucking illegal. A law is being fucking broken. Well, it's, it's not just, you know, thank you for saying illegal alien because people, you should refrain from saying illegal immigrant because supporters of sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, and, and illegals breaking into our country, they use immigration to muddy the water. Now, you have a bunch of fucking Hispanics that have had a shit fit uh, among other uh, immigrants in the past year. They're saying, oh, Trump's going to deport us. No, Trump is not going to deport you. You're fucking, if you are an American citizen, he cannot deport you unless there's some, you know, unless there's just cause. Well, yeah, most of them are just doing race baiting. It's like when uh, Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton get up and say, he hates black people because he didn't lick my ass. You know, that's what that is. That's what that is. It's race baiting. Well, and you know what's great about that, though? Jesse Jackson is going to be able to stand for much longer. So, because uh, he's got Parkinson's. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jesse Jackson, you fucking scumbag. I know he's, li- he's a big listener. He's a big fan. Yeah, yeah. He loves conspiracies. And, and he's like, are they talking about me yet? I'll sit, I'll sit. Are they talking about me? <laughs> and, and he's like shaking. Yeah, that's my... I need to So anyway, let's get into one of our favorite, the friends of the show, Al Franken. Al, everybody likes me. Franken. Al Frankenstein. I think Trump called him that. Frankenstein? He did. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Weinstein, like Al Frankenstein. Yes. He like, he like put like a tweet in the, in that one picture of him groping the woman's breast. And I actually saw her on the view and she was, you know, she was basically, you know, mostly just talking about herself. And she, of course, had to tell the disgusting story of, you know, Al Franken doing a skit with her. And, of course, to get to the story, you had to listen through five minutes of her talking about how awesome she is. And if you saw her naked, you'd agree. No, I yes, she looks very – I would totally do her. I would lose C.K. for her. I would beat off in front of her for her. Well, she's know. in Playboy. Yeah. I'm sure many men have jacked off to her pictures anyway. Okay, then then I guess I'm going to lose C.K. to her picture. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, she, she's a phenomenal looking woman and she's pretty much, you know, accusing him. But she goes out there and she says, well, I'm not calling for his resignation. I'm not calling for him to, to lose his job. And I'm thinking in this environment, what's going on? What the fuck do you think is going to happen? However, however, I don't, I don't know that he will. No, no. However, in the view immediately afterwards, the, what is that? The, the large blob to the left, Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, she's pretty much, well, th- that was a long time and he's done so many great things since. Since then, they kept using that word, since then, and so many great things, since then, you know, as a way to prop him up. You and, know what I, I don't hear Whoopi Goldberg saying? What, what, things like uh, slavery like ended. Slavery ended over 150 years ago, and uh, white people have done so many great things since then. I don't hear Whoopi Goldberg saying that. Yeah. You know, it, it will, Whoopi will go back for slavery if it behooves her. I remember her, somebody threw out the fact that they were a hundred years ago. There were a lot of black Republicans, you know, the you know, or even politicians and stuff. And remember, the, the Democrats were the ones. Democrats were the Klan. Democrats instituted yeah, they, the Jim Crow stuff and everything else. But 
you know, don't go that far back for them, but for anyone who's against Whoopi, you know, she's just going to, she's not consistent. She's consistently ugly. She's consistently unfunny. She looks like Triceratops shit from fucking Jurassic Park. Well, I mean, she, she, dreads. she's let herself go. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to be super fucking thin or, or, or beautiful all the time. But yeah, I mean, she's a great actress in her early work when she could actually fit the part or when she could actually fit on set without, you know, uh, a fucking bulldozer carrying her in. But it's like, she's just, uh, where was I going with this? She, she kept it, said the, some, she was defending Al Franken and he's done so yeah, much. Yeah. And, good. and, and the thing, you know, to bring back to your point, talking about slavery ended 150 years. No, no, slavery did not, slavery officially ended in America. Yeah. It's still big business in the rest of the world. And Absolutely. even, especially since I live in San Antonio, we're pretty much one of the hubs for the human trafficking rings. Yay. There was there was a time where one of the trains, you know, like uh, one of the cars fell over and like a, a trailer full of people just burst out and started running for it because they were fucking human traffic people. They were like roaches. They were property. You know, they were like, oh, the meat is getting away. <laughs> the meat is getting away. And it just it happened like uh, right up the street from my childhood home. And, and it's just where the train tracks crossed. And, and that's, you know, that shit is real. So I will say slavery, you know, because whenever I hear the argument of people trying to bash, you know, America on the basis of slavery, you know, that I just know that is complete bullshit because slavery is still happening in a degree through human trafficking. But also, I hate it when they try to make it sound worse by adding a century every decade. Remember during the 90s, it was like 200 years of slavery. And then during the 2000s, 400 years of slavery. And it's like people were saying that slavery was going on for much longer than America even existed. And it's well, just, it was. I well, mean, I mean, there was slavery in the colonies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is true. And there were a few... Oh, even I found this out. Is it a couple of the slave owners were black? Absolutely, and and the other tribes. It was a strategy to sell warring tribes out, and that's they were using it to get rid of other tribes, other warring tribes. Yeah. So is. it's not to say that white people weren't involved, and then don't even you know you want to get into you know some people some. Blacks like to claim slavery shit for themselves. Indentured servitude was incredibly brutal. There were so many whites that were killed just, you know, just making it over here uh, so that they could, they could, uh, you know, serve. Obviously different, both terrible, but there's so much more to shit and there's so many morons who like to minimize things and to selectively throw shit out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. My my question to you with with Frank, what do you think of the the entire story? Because I, I, would be willing to bet that I have a maybe a surprising stance in comparison to perhaps yours. Okay, well, what I think is, I think he's, yeah, I think he's a creep, and I think he was just fucking around, but he didn't know this chick, you know, like, similar to, like, say, for instance, me walking up and talking to a really hot girl that I don't know. Me just acknowledging her, in her mind, is probably sexual harassment. Well, this one, I think he was joking around with this chick, and he's just joking with his friends. I think he, he was with his buddies, and, you know, I'm just, this is a hypothetical, I'm just theorizing here, that I think he was trying to alpha male, he was trying to, you know, prove like, hey, I'm still a manly man. You know, I'm not a complete faggot. Hey, I'm going to grab this chick's tits while she's asleep. Check me out. Hey, take a picture. You know, that's what I think what was happening with him is that he was trying to, you know, be a man or what he thought testosterone it up with his boys, so to speak. You know, because when they do those USO things, it's like crowds of comedians and crowds of entertainers. And you know that there's really nothing to do there except to fuck with each other. Rape. And, and rape. 
And Rick. So I think he was fucking around. I also think he's a creep, too. So I'm not a huge Franken fan. I never was. I watched this stupid movie. And it was okay. But when he started going in the Senate and doing and basically being, you know, Mr. Super Libtard. At that point, I was like, ah, this is a joke that's gone on for too long. Is this, is this an SNL skit? You know, because sometimes I would have to check to make sure, like, is this ESPN or am I still watching Saturday Night Live? I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what to make of it because, you know, and I think the chick coming out, I think she's just pining for work. She just wants to improve her resume. So what better way than to come out and put yourself in the limelight when there's a, when there's a viral craze going on? You know, she's jumping on the bandwagon and putting a spotlight on herself. But, you know, I don't blame her and I would totally do her and I I would love to see her, more of her. Totally sounding like a totally creep, and yeah, hey, I own it. Why is that a creep that you're, you're being a fucking, a man? You know, men want to see women naked and fuck them. It's not a creep, it, that, that's called nature. Yeah. I, I, don't, I won't fucking classify that as <laughs> being a creep. Well, there is something to delivery and tact. I, I think that has an issue to do it with, with it as well. And I'm coming off the cuff. So, to the untrained eye, that is creepy. Okay. To an extent. But anyways. I, I think it's yeah. a... Yeah, I, I, I think okay. with the Franken stuff, it's, it's uh, you know, it's it's a weird half and half thing. So, she, so as I understand it, she's made two accusations. One is the, the photo groping thing while she was asleep. Yeah, that's, that's dead that, to rights. Yeah. That absolutely happened. The other part is that he stuck his tongue down her, her throat in uh, rehearsing for something that he wrote for this USO thing. And that she went and washed her her mouth out and then he was fucking with her throughout the, the thing so it wasn't just it wasn't just one incident it was a whole multitude of incidents him fucking with her allegedly putting his tongue down her throat and then culminating with that photo while she was asleep in terms of the the, the kiss i give him the benefit of the doubt because you know because there's no evidence i can't damn someone without evidence i don't care if she seems credible, if she seems genuine, that's fine. But if I'm going to throw someone in jail or whatever the case may be, I need evidence. Yeah, as, as, no Rush, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, it's not the facts, but the seriousness of the allegations, the seriousness of the charges. And then he has to reset his cochlear implant. But it's, you know, but, but Al Franken has built himself up to be this moral arbiter of shit and was even like a day or two ago or, or before the allegations came out or accusations came out. He was lecturing people. He pretends that he's this squeaky clean, morally spotless guy. And at the very least, we know that he grabbed a woman we didn't know or barely knew while she was asleep and thought it was funny. In his world, if a Republican had done that, he would be calling for them. You know, if Donald Trump had done that, he'd be calling for his impeachment. He'd be calling for him to step down. Uh, so, Well, Donald Trump talked about doing it in the privacy of a locker room. Well, no, he didn't. Donald Trump talked about was, he goes, I can't believe it. First of all, he, you know, he's joking. It was a clear yeah, it was bullshit. Obvious joking. Yeah, he he was goes, obviously I, joking. I just yeah. see women and I just have to kiss them. No one has said that's happened because it was bullshit. It was obviously him bullshitting before a fucking shoot. <laughs> then the other part that most people quote or misquote uh i just grabbed women by the pussy what he was what he's saying was because it's amazing you, you know once you get to a certain level of fame they'll let you do anything you can grab them by the pussy they will let you operative let you <laughs> and uh that is a vast difference between what franklin has done or franken rather has done and, uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. You know, and it's vastly different than what Trump has been accused of with the grabbing by the pussy thing. Yeah. And 
and, and 60 them. million people understood it, and that's why they voted for him. The, and the other people were playing were being some of them were being willfully ignorant. They just weren't. They just didn't want to. They just said he he said grab him by the pussy. It's just the like the nasty woman thing. He calls everyone nasty, but but they tried to exploit that. It's it's exploitation. Uh, yeah, but who, who was Frank, toting that Franken, the most? That nasty that? woman thing. Who was toting that the most? Uh, Ashley Judd, right? She yeah, very, she put it on a shirt. She's she's not a nasty woman. I'll say this: she is not a nasty woman. By definition, she's most likely a prostitute. But she is not a nasty woman. I think she's a cunt. <laughs> um, and I, if I ever fucked her, I'd, I'd print out pictures of when she was young and cute, and I'd staple them to her face and fuck her. She's yeah. a decent body. She's got the old saddlebag cheeks going. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like uh, my hound's ears are in her fucking mouth now. But I, with Franken though, I think he should step down because there is ev- it, there one of the accusations are 100 percent true, and he should be consistent. He should step down to that for that. The tongue kiss thing will never should, be able to prove one way or the yeah. other. So basically you're saying he should hold himself to his own standard. Absolutely. That's bullshit, dude. Because if that was true, then all the celebrities would be in fucking Canada. Or we would make the move to Canada. Because well, it's I, like, I, hey, you well, promised I, that you would leave. Trump won. Let's pack. But, well, it's not bullshit for me, what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, like... I, like I, it's uh, he should be out. He should hold himself to the same standard. That's yeah. all. I mean, if yeah, he does but, or not, it's it's that's that's up to him, and he probably won't. Yeah, and but the joke is was, he won't. That's what the big. That's the punchline. Is that he's not going to hold himself to that standard because of how full of crap he is. And you know, we consistently see that he is full of crap. It's well, like it, it's talking to it's a wall. Voters. Yeah. Then it's on the voters of Minnesota next time around to do the right thing and to vote for somebody else. Either vote in another Democrat. Or vote in a Republican or an Independent, do whatever you want. But he's shown that he will that he will do those things. And who knows if there if there isn't more. Uh, one thing though that the right wing media has done to Al Franken, which I don't like, is they have taken things. They they they're using the same tactics as the leftist media, and they have taken things like he was at a fucking roast and he did baby rape jokes and other stuff, and they're saying, oh look at the vile humor of Al Franken. Yes, this is when he was a a a, a, com- a so-called comedian. I mean, like, you know, I think comedians should make you laugh, and I, Al Franken has never made me laugh. I, I like a good baby rape joke every now and then. <laughs> yeah, sure, but but you know, he they're like, oh, look at that's disgusting. Look at his comedy and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, yeah, basically, yeah. Let's let's take something out of its original context. And present it as if it's a moral thing when he's presenting it as a hypothetical for humorous purposes. And if, the, if the the right and the the libertarian independent media, they're no better than the leftist mainstream media if they engage in the same tactics. So yeah. you don't have to just focus on the facts, and you'll be fine. There's more than enough ammunition. You know, Al Franken assassinated his own character. You don't need to help him by spinning bullshit. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so yeah, and I want more. I want Ray more. Oh yeah, Roy more. Roy more. Rather. Roy more. Roy more years. So basically, what what my thing is is that various women are coming out and saying that uh, he did this to me when I was fourteen, when I was an intern, when he was thirty-two back in nineteen seventy-seven or whatever. One of the pieces of evidence is that uh, he wrote like uh, I forget what he said. He 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 wrote something in, in or he supposedly allegedly keyword here allegedly wrote into this woman's yearbook that you know I would really like to say Merry Christmas to you. Nineteen seventy-seven. Oh, by the way, I'm Roy. I'm Roy Moore. I'm definitely Roy Moore. 
and this is 1977. I have to write 1977 twice, and I have to write 1977 in two different handwriting styles because I am yeah. definitely Roy Moore. <laughs> Isn't the timing weird? How many how many yearbooks did you get at Christmas time? I always got them at the end of the year, like in June, like I, when I was in school. I I don't know. I I. I can barely remember high school. I spent most of the time in the... Yeah, That's weird timing. I don't know. I, I don't get it. it in, in the 1970s, maybe the school year could have been set up differently. I'll give them that. My thing is, it's a number of sevens. The sevens don't match. And frankly, it's something that I look at and I'm like, I'm no handwriting analysis guy, but the sevens are clearly different. And it's just, from what I've seen of it, it like whenever, whenever like a, a woman that I'm hitting on tells me she's a lesbian, I got to sit back and say, that's awfully convenient. <laughs> I haven't actually seen the signature or the, the, the note, but I've also heard that it's in two different colored inks or something. I don't know if that's true. But by the way, who fucking cares? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a who, who, who hey, cares? Merry, hey, Merry Christmas, bitch. What does that matter? What does that prove? Unless he wrote in the note, oh, by the way, I had a lot of fun raping you. Maybe you <laughs> ought to give consent next time. Oh, I'm not going to give you that chance. Ha, ha, ha. That's why he's called rape. Bitch, fuck you. It's, first of all, you know, you know, he dated younger girls and stuff. Who cares? Who, who the fuck are you? As long as it's legal and it, and at least the ones he, he owns up to dating, they were. Who are you to judge? These people who are criticizing Roy Moore for dating a, a legal 17-year-old are the same who think it's, it's perfectly fine for a 52-year-old father of six to transition to to be a six-year-old girl, but Roy Moore dating a fucking 17-year-old girl, it's totally disgusting and everything else, and that's fucking backward. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure it's more disgusting that he's a, you know, Republican guy doing this. I mean, if he had raped a 13-year-old, drugged her and raped her, and then fled to France, well, <laughs> they would have to say he's a really okay guy. That's the problem. He didn't go young enough. He should have gone younger, and he should have yeah. drugged her first. And then fled to France. Should have fucked her in the yeah. shitter in Jack Nicholson's hot tub. Yeah. I wasn't there. <laughs> but with Roy Moore, I go back to the same thing with Franken. You know, some people are like, oh, you know, the Democrats, uh, they let Bill Clinton do whatever he wanted and look at all this other shit. But that, to me, that's beside the point. Let's, let's look at the facts. Uh, and, and other people are claiming, like, like I like Ben Shapiro a lot. He goes, oh, you know, the uh, two, uh, really credible women have come out. And said, "What? What is it? What aspect of their credentials make them credible? I've seen them come out with no the, the evidence to damn this guy. It's a fucking yearbook with, with so many liars, so many bullshitters like out there, so many people looking for their fifteen minutes of fame. First of all, it smacks of political opportunism. Uh, second of all, it's from the Washington Post." owned by Amazon's Jeff Bezos, who right now, Amazon is racking up a huge slate of sexual assaulters. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor of Transparent apparently was trying to fuck two of the trans women on that show. One of them was actually pretty good looking, I gotta admit that. And Washington Post isn't quite as vigorously covering all of Amazon's woes because Bezos owns both Amazon and the Washington Post. Is that, is that uh, something, they, do I have to pay extra for that in my... Because I already got Prime, so if I could get the extra sexual assault stuff, do I have to pay extra for that? Or it should be included in my Prime account, right? I think so. Okay. I, I think that's Rape Prime that you have to get. Oh, right. So I got to get Rape Prime. Okay. Yeah. Two-day raping. Uh, another subscription. But, I should have uh, just the, gone to Roofyflex. <laughs> there's no evidence. What, what makes these women credible? I would say waiting 40 years 
actually detracts from their credibility. You know, he's been in the public eye for years and years and years, and they said fucking nothing. And it's different than the Hollywood stuff, because what was the prime motivating factor for them to shut up? It was their careers. With these women, they were not working for him. It would not have impacted their careers to accuse him. Another thing beyond the inconsistencies with the handwriting is that he presided as a judge in 1999 over that accuser accuser's divorce. And she did not ask for him for a different judge or anything. There was no mention of it, no acknowledgement that they had even known each other. Yeah, if if that if it was such a problem, why wasn't anything done then? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ultimately, I'm not going to damn this guy without evidence. I'm not personal. Did he or didn't he? Maybe he did. I don't fucking know. And and that's the thing. Nobody knows except Roy Moore and those women. Those are the only people who know for sure. And they can't prove it. Yeah, that's and the I'm thing. Sorry. They can't prove it. So if he did do it, there's no shred of evidence to convict him. So he kind of got away with it. Maybe you should have opened your mouth like right after as soon as it happened. Or maybe after you were done closing your mouth from blowing it, uh, open it again and call the police and save the load that was that he shot in your mouth. No, you, uh, to, as far as I'm concerned, you, you get a lot more you, – you're a lot more credible. If you report as soon as it happens, you wait 40 years. I don't know. Are, are you okay with 40 fucking years? Yeah. And, and of you course, know, of course, during the interview, we I noticed this is, a, this is a pattern that's happening a lot. During the interviews, of course, they're crying during the interviews. You know, if this had happened, they probably would have told, told this story, you know, time and time again at all their parties. You know, it's like, oh, well, I guess I better cry now. You know, Roy Moore said that. He said, well, you didn't cry like that when I raped you. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's Roy Moore is a, in an interesting situation though because okay let, let's say that he does win uh, the the Senate seat who's going to want to author legislation with possible child rapists or Roy Moore you know it, it's interesting from that aspect even though there are plenty of scumbags in the Senate plenty of scumbags in the House who do terrible things every day and who've done terrible things you know Roy Moore is better known who's going to want to sponsor legislation who's going to He's going to want to work with him at all, other than to just try to get his vote just because. Yeah, so pretty much and, damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Yeah, and, and so are the Republicans, uh, unless they do some interesting uh, political maneuvering in races in that state. He can't drop out. If he drops out, they cannot replace him with anyone. It's either he's the nominee and it's, you know, you, you sink or swim. Uh, they cannot replace him at this point. Sounds like they, a dire situation. Yeah, I somebody mean, should rape somebody or something. The only person that I can think of who can get out of something like that is good old Harvey Weinstein. I mean, he can pull Oscars out of his fucking ass. He can pull Oscars out of his fucking ass. He has years of experience of making rape accusations go away. So so maybe maybe he should go up there and knock on their door and say, hey, you want me to fix this for you? All you've got to do is, you know, help me out. You scratch my back, I come all over yours. There you go. Don't say I, I yes. That's a turn off. You say no. I only get hard if you say no. <laughs> I, I, I raped a girl once and I told the cops. I thought she was saying K-N-O-W. I thought she was thir- she had a thirst for knowledge. But uh, uh, actually, uh, I think we went over Kevin Spacey last time and I had heard a wonderful rumor about him that he would actually bend over and have men lube up his Oscars and then fuck him with the Oscars all lubed up. I really want that one to be true because it's just awesome. He earned it. Oh, I got another. I got another rape joke for you. So I was having sex with a black chick, but she kept saying the n word. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
my my favorite rape joke is did you hear about the German girl who was uh, getting raped by twelve Polacks in an alley? No. She started screaming nine nine nine, so three of them left. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 one of my favorite jokes, just in general. So, uh, and, and because it's uh, you know rape is involved too, and it's such, it's such a buzzword these days, so it's uh, it's 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 even better. Yeah, it's, so, it's like it and, doesn't, and if, doesn't even mean anything anymore. Fat feminist like Lindy West, who's uh, having a fucking meltdown, and and she she was the one who who said Daniel Tosh should never say rape jokes. It's not funny. It's like how about you shut up, you fat bitch, <laughs> and stop telling people. You know, Daniel Tosh is like, you know what? You should eat differently because you're fat and ugly and fucking disgusting. He doesn't tell you how to live your life or what to do. Shut the fuck up about his comedy, you, you stupid fucking cunt. Yeah, or, or you'd be like, fucking twat. It's like if I if I'm gonna rape anybody, it certainly wouldn't be you. Yeah, I never get. I don't want to fuck anyone named Lindy. Lindy, th- th- it sounds like something that happens to your cock when you fuck a girl raw in the shitter or something. Ah, god damn it! I got Lindy again. I gotta fucking wear condoms. And then you pour some tussin on it, and you're all good. Mm. So, so it's uh, yeah, fuck Lindy West. Someone has to. If I did, it'd probably be rape on her part. <laughs> Her raping me, of course. Yeah. Stuff I grow in her mouth. And, hey, you're gonna get a boner, and I'm gonna ride it. Just to force herself onto people. She doesn't get wet, she gets rainforest. Because her cunt's so big. <laughs> just terrible. Fucking hate her. <laughs> She's a cunt. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got. It's- I gotta read more liberal blogs. I, I gotta get into more of that stuff, cause that stuff is so hilarious, and there's so much rich material there. Well, I would recommend, I mean, you're, what do you consider yourself? Are you Republican, conservative, or what are you? I consider myself moderately, uh, conservative. What does that entail? Like, what are, like, what are you, okay, like, like, like I'm all, your ideology? Okay, I'm all pro gun rights. I'm all pro, pretty much pro conservative stuff, you know, less government, uh, everybody pay their taxes and shit. And, but I'm also like, if, if a woman wants to get an abortion, I have no problem with that. Get an abortion. Because there are some people that I think, you know, hey, you shouldn't have kids. Even late term? Yeah, why not? Go for it. I saw this uh, documentary called Lake of Fire. It was on Netflix years ago. Not only did they show an abortion doctor emptying out one of the vacuum bags and going through the parts and everything, it made so much sense. There was a pro-lifer who uh, had a, a sign that said, one minute it's abortion, the next minute it's murder. I thought about that and I was like, isn't that so funny that it really with... Technically, with with late term abortion, you could be moments from you know giving birth, and as long as that child is in the woman's cunt, you can rip its brain out and you can kill it. It's just a, a silly fucking loophole. Let's just be honest. It's it's killing kids, and that's fine. But you know, be you know, as much as it's your body, your choice. Why don't you choose to be responsible? Get rid of it early on. Get rid of it before you know when it's just a mass of cells and it doesn't have pain receptors and it's not a fully formed human being. Yeah, I I'll, just think it, it's uh, you know. The, the, but I'm I'm largely with you. Uh, yeah, you yeah. know, I'll I'll remember that the next time I get an abortion. <laughs> you know, which is uh, I mean, because the thing is, I. As much as I hate to say it, as much as this is going to sound sexist, well, who the fuck gives a fuck what men think about abortion? They're not going to get it. I, 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 do, much, I, I hate to say, you know, it's a women's issue because they're the one that they have to go under the knife. So I'd rather that they, you know, and and when it comes to like the, the abortion stuff, you know, um, you know, I really got to commend Milo Yiffinopoulos. I call him Yiffinopoulos because he's a fur fag, just like me. Yeah. 
But he tries to make the, you know, people on the right make the uh, pro-life argument. They always do it with a Bible in their hand. And Milo, you know, I'll give him credit for this. You know, he pretty much has a Bible shoved up his ass, and he loves it. The biggest Bible shoved up his ass. But when he makes the pro-life argument, he tries to do it from a position of, he tries to use, he uses facts, he uses science, he uses research. He makes no reference to anything. He makes no theological argument. He'll say, yeah, you're going to go to hell, whore. But he doesn't, during his argument of this is why, you know, you should choose pro-life, this is why you should be against abortion, because of the hormonal changes and because of the studies. And, you know, he tries to make a, a good argument, and I'll give him that, you know. But again, you know, if you're going to make an argument, make a good, well-researched argument. Don't just shoot from the hip. But if you're going to, if you're going to be on something, own up to it, but don't have any shame for it. I mean, be fucking honest. Like, I don't want to have kids. And if I do have kids, then I'll probably have kids with a woman who wants to have kids. You know? That's good. <laughs> yeah, well, at least I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Because <laughs> it, it'll be a sure waste of time if, you know, I knock up some chick who, like, loves abortion, who loves getting under the knife, and, and I come home and it's like, hey, did you go to the clinic? You're looking slim. You're looking slimmer. Did you lose weight? God damn it. I misheard. She miscarried. That's that Jim Carrey's uh, daughter, Miss Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I only ask conservative stuff because I, I think, and I, I think people do themselves a disservice if they're not reading, reading publications, watching different news outlets, listening to podcasts, whatever that go against, you know, their own ideology. It can strengthen and hone their own arguments. And also in certain respects, like, if if you watched if you only watched CNN, you would you would know about all the terrible things going on at Fox, but you wouldn't know about the class action sexual harassment lawsuit that CNN apparently is is going to face. Yeah, you know, there's unfortunately there there isn't one objective fair news source. So yeah, you, I, you know, if you want to be informed, yeah. you've got to go to That's several. That's the thing. I I try to be as open as I can. I'll hear people out. I'll hear people out. You know, but the thing is, I don't believe in the echo chamber. Uh, so many of, I mean, on Facebook, Facebook is a huge disappointment for me because it's nothing but echo chamber after echo chamber. I'm considered a troll on the grounds that, you know, sometimes I'll say shit just to stir people up, just to see what they're made of. Well, that's trolling. That is a troll. Well, I'm, I'm doing it to challenge them intellectually. And the thing is, I'm left disappointed. I'm left so disappointed because they're not making a concise argument with me. They're just regurgitating their last argument, or they just take what they've said before and they run it through a, th a thesaurus. So that way it sounds worrier. Like, oh, if I use bigger words, then maybe he'll understand the point I make. It's like, no, I already shot down your point. You're just regurgitating what you said before. You gotta present me some evidence. You gotta present to me a solid argument built upon a foundation of, of facts or something like that. And well, I, I, I don't know that concision. You know, it goes hand in hand with a good argument. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Ultimately, your biggest problem is that you're trying to argue with someone on the internet. That's I I don't do that or try not to do that anymore because it's just a fucking complete waste of time. I know that. That's what the thing is. Is you know, when you and me argue, great. It's great when you and me get into fights because there, there's there's something to it and there's growth and even if i lose you know i still learn something and, and even if you lose well you learn something too and hopefully with people who don't want to learn anything they just want to reinforce what they've been told 
that they believe, not what they believe, what they've been told, what they believe, what they, what is trending, what will get them friends, what will get them, you know, quote unquote likes, whatever that means. And, you know, and it's just that echo chamber argument. And I just, uh, it just pisses me. And I'm kind of left disappointed because I'll admit, I love a good fight. I just love a good fight. But I'm left empty handed because I'm going up against people who just, because they don't challenge themselves, they're no challenge to me. I'm walking away, you know, unfulfilled. Well, I, that's because their, their positions are filled by a, a, some sort of thought leader, whoever they deem to be that person who they should be parroting. And all they're doing is they're just regurgitating what other people have said that they think that they agree uh, agree with and support without actually scrutinizing anything. And that's, again, like back to this whole rape thing. It's like if you don't have scrutiny, if you don't have – if you're not interested in intellectual discovery or anything like that or challenging your own beliefs, you're, you're going to be dumber for it more than likely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you should be open to change. You know, there, there should be – there should be very few bedrocks in terms of, of your outlook on stuff. These things can change. You know, the, you know, the, the times change, people change. And, uh, you should be open to growing with that and changing if you, if you need to or hardening your positions when you need to as well. There are a lot of just dumb motherfuckers who would rather don't understand stuff. It's partially the media. Cause who, who do you trust in the media? I don't, I, I can't think of anyone. Yeah. There, there was a time where all you needed was two news sources and you were good. And now it's like, no, you need three news sources. You need to go to Snopes, but not really because Snopes is kind of shady. So you need to go to Snopes and three other sources. You can't win, you know. Or, Isn't Snopes like that fact-checking site? Yeah, it, it was. They're, they're owned by liberals. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a leftist fact-checking site. It's, uh, you know, there have been there are several instances where they've they've gone that you know true or false crap or mostly true or whatever, and, and, and they're completely fucking wrong. But it sucks. I, I feel bad for the general population. I feel bad for all of us. Yeah, That's and, why and, the, and just, the only winners are the Snopes guys because they spend most of their money on prostitutes. Yeah, which is a fact, you know. Can, can I get some budget to, to fuck some prostitutes? This podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Can I expense that? Yeah, you'll you'll get trickle down residuals. Yeah, that's a trickle. Yeah, so I guess we're we're gonna have to wrap it up here because this has been great, and <laughs> and you know we've we've gone off the rape rails and gone into other stuff that we'll probably fill up other podcasts. But you know, just to say to the listeners, you know, thanks for joining in. You got opinions? You got stuff? You know, hey, hit it, throw it at us. Uh, do you want to hear me and Rob discuss other issues as well? You know, hey, let us know. You know, this podcast is a three-pronged podcast. I cover entertainment, conspiracy, and furry shit. If you want to find me around the internet and maybe commission me for some artwork, a few good places to find me would be at DeviantArt. You can find me there at chrisholm.deviantart.com. That's Chris, C-H-R-I-S-H-O-L-M dot deviantart.com I can also be found on Tumblr at psychris.tumblr.com that's p-s-y dash c-h-r-i-s dot tumblr t-u-m-b-l-r dot com I can also be found on Fur Affinity. You can find me on furaffinity.net slash user slash psychris p-s-y c-h-r-i-s backslash if you'd like to connect with me on Facebook, I'm available at Facebook backslash Chris Home Comics. You can also find me on Twitter at Psycho Chris. Be sure to find me, check out some of my art, and if you'd like, tell me some of your stories. 